Welcome everyone to another edition of Drunk Agile. You can't really see, you can kind of see her. She's kind of, she's kind of camouflaged there. A little yeah. camouflage. With us as always, Nisha. Hey, Nisha, how you doing? No, don't get up. No, really, it's okay. Don't get up. Uh, yeah, please. Uh, and her, you know, her reluctant partner in crime. Is... <laughs> Pretty thing. And my name is Daniel Vacanti. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Pratik, there's going to be some one-sided drinking tonight. What, yeah. What, 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 are you, what are you drinking? I don't know. I don't know what you're. What's up with you? But um, yeah, I, I have the old Forester 1920 Prohibition style. Been on this podcast before for sure. Um, yeah, one of my favorite uh, old Forester whiskeys, 57.5. So definitely mm-hmm. below the limit. And uh, I'm sticking with with pre whiskey whiskey. Um, <laughs> I think that maybe that's what we'll call it. That's what they say, you know. I don't know if you know that. That's what they say in Scotland. Every every drop of rain is potential whiskey. Um, so that's why you can't get upset when it's raining in Scotland. Um, yeah, just got back from uh, from Nashville, that big Agile conference in Nashville, the the super spreader COVID event. Um, <laughs> that was the Agile conference. So um, just getting over that. And I apologize. I'm not sharing any whiskey with all of you tonight. But what I can do. Is I can introduce the the topic for tonight, and then I can let Pratik do most of the talking, as always. We didn't do the thing with the stopwatch. We need to do the thing with the stopwatch, by the way. Yeah, I know. Think about for it. those who who were wondering what the <laughs> thing with the stopwatch is, it is to see how much each of us talks in each episode and what percentage of time is taken up. Yeah. So anyway, if anybody wants to leave, leave a comment on who you think does the most topping in these these episodes, please feel free to do that. But for tonight. To introduce the time, and by the way, introductions don't count for stopwatch time. Um, Pratik had a had a question from one of our listeners. Uh, I think it was I think it was from from Andy. God, I hope I, I hope I got this right, Andy. I hope I hope I hope I'm saying this right. Um, question about uh, from our no backlogs episode. We should probably link to the no backlog if we remember. Link to the no backlogs episode in the description. We might remember this time. You're not drinking. Yeah. Um, the question is um what what about why why in so many kanban examples um and we'll talk about maybe where these examples come from but why in so many kanban examples do they show teams pulling from a whip limited ready column why can't you if you have a backlog why can't you pull directly from backlog why is there always some whip limited ready column on the front of a board Pratik, tell us Tell us the answer to that. So, yeah, the, the answer is going to take, obviously, a little while. That's why there's an entire episode here. Um, from the base Kanban perspective, from the perspective of the Kanban guide, at least, there is absolutely no reason why you have to pull from a whip-limited selected column or you know that first column where nothing is happening. All the Kanban guide will tell you and all we would tell you is you have to have a start point and an end point, and somehow whip has to be limited between those two. So by definition, you don't necessarily need to have your full first pull transaction be from a whip limited column, but almost by definition, your first transaction to <laughs> would be it would be to a whip limited uh, whip limited column. So that's that that's that's the base Kanban guide perspective. The first the first when you bring something in 
to your system, it's now part of a web-limited system. It doesn't matter where it came from initially. Now, there's some good reasons why you might want to have a selected column that's web-limited, but... And I would argue potentially some bad reasons, too. So why don't you... Why don't you go with the good reasons, maybe some of the good reasons, um, and I can maybe talk about some of the bad reasons. Yeah. The, one of the, the, the first thing that pops to my head is it when you have a selected column or a whip-limited, even if you want to call it a backlog column, your ready column, which is whip-limited, um, what you're doing is you're reducing the cognitive overload on the things you have to prioritize. There, let's say that whip limit is three. There are three things in that very first ready column, whatever you want to call it. When one thing gets out of there, you go, okay, let's pull the next thing in and it goes in there. You don't have to um, go through your entire backlog and find out what are the three things or 10 things that we need to bring on. It 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 makes it a bite-sized decision rather than having to go and prioritize everything all the time. So. That's one of the primary reasons that makes sense. All right. Well, I mean, I'll throw in, I'll throw in a good one and a bad one then too, um, as well. Uh, as as all of our listeners, I'm sure have read all of my books. I'm sure all of you have read all of my books, and not only have you read them, but you've memorized them. Um, but you will know I, I talk about several examples in the book. So that one way, one way to manage flow, I guess, for lack of a better word, one way to manage flow is. Um, one of the best ways to know if you are managing flow, maybe I should say it that way, is if you're matching the rate at which work arrives to your system to the rate at which work leaves your system. So if we have an understanding of how fast we're getting stuff done, what our throughput is, um, then one of the things that we can do to make sure that we're only pulling work in at that same rate is mm -hmm. to have a, a whip limited column on the front of our board um, that says, Okay, you know what? If we're getting three things done per day, for example, uh, let's let's put a whip limit column on our on the front of our board that makes sure that we're only pulling in three things per day. Um, you know, based on whatever frequency, whatever cadence, or whatever that you're doing that the pull transaction, as Pratik said. What obviates that, however, is what Pratik just mentioned. I mean, as long as long as you're doing just in time pulling anyway, as long as as long as you don't have to wait for a week or God forbid two weeks or God forbid a month to replenish that, that ready column, as long as you're pulling in, uh, you know, just in time, that really kind of obviates the need to have uh, having that, that proper column in there. In fact, that kind of gets to the point that I want to make about it being a bad idea, because if you are pulling in just in time, if you are able to have those prioritization conversations just in time, then by having a whip limited column on the front of your board, all that's doing is adding whip to your process. That's all it's doing. Right. And it's it's and for for no good reason, for absolutely no good reason. Now, a lot of people would say, well, I need that because the people who are supposed to do those prioritization decisions aren't instantly available. Like, for example, I have a I have a product owner and the product owner is the one who's supposed to tell us what are the next things that we're supposed to work on. Um, and that product owner is not available to us all the time. Um, they're only available, say, once a week. So we set up a prioritization meeting, a replenishment meeting once a week, uh, and that's why we have that whip-limited ready column. I would argue that in that case, putting that whip-limited ready column is hiding the real problem that your product owner is not instantly available, right? That's that's the problem that you need to solve. Um, and you're solving it the wrong, I would argue, I would say, you know, you're solving it the wrong way 
by putting in the, the work in progress limited column. I don't know. Do you have some things to say about, about any of that? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll add to your first point, which is, yeah, you're increasing the whip in your system by adding that column because why isn't the first pull transaction into something where work is actively happening? Um, but And th that's the point. You're adding whip to your system. Not only is it that you've increased the number of things in there, you have also increased the number of things that are sitting idle in your system. That ready column by default is a queuing column. And if anyone wants to go and watch episode one on flow efficiency, uh, it by default is saying that we're pulling something in and it's just going to sit here. It's not, we're not going to work on it. It's just going to sit here. You're, you're making your system less efficient by, by pulling something into a queuing column. I thought you had two points. Were you going to say anything to the... Well, I, um, I don't know. Uh, oh. Maybe I did. <laughs> no, I, I was... Well, if, if you don't, then that, that's, that, that's fine. No, that's, yeah. uh, that, that, that was mostly... I mean, of course, that we can totally get into... Fine, if you don't have that column, well, what do you do? I mean, that, that's, I think, the next step for it, unless you have any other positives and negatives for this. Yeah. No, let's, uh, that, what, what you yeah. just said sounds good to me. Let's go there. Yeah, so so what do you do? Um, you have you have this big, beautiful backlog with 500 things in it. And you have a, 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 a board that starts with, let's say something like analysis. Um, something gets out of analysis, there's whip available. How do you select out of those 500 things? How do you how do you figure out what to pull in if you don't have that whip limited column telling you what what has already been selected? How do you do that, Dan? Well, I think we need to talk about a, um, actually potentially a couple of cases because what you made what you made me just think about is we should really probably handle the case you know if you're doing Scrum versus if you're not doing Scrum or maybe even mm. if you're doing things like Safe or or, or not doing Safe because depending on depending on what you're doing there might you know, might, might influence that, that answer. So um, let's, let's talk about, let's, I'll, I'll talk about Scrum very quickly. And then let's, and then maybe you talk about if you're not doing Scrum. So what about the case where you're doing Scrum? Well, the good news, if you're doing Scrum is from a flow perspective, you've probably done some, I, I shouldn't say probably, if you're doing Scrum, you have done some sprint planning. Um, and in that sprint planning, you, you've probably figured out all the stuff that you're going to work on in the sprint. Now, there's, there's a debate whether you have to know everything that you're going to work on in that sprint or not. But let's just say that you've done sprint planning um, and, we, and we, we've identified at least the, the candidate PBIs that we want to work out. From a flow perspective, just because you've selected those PBIs in sprint planning, that doesn't necessarily mean that, as Pratik was talking about before, that they have been subject to a proper pull transaction. They're still just candidates, even from a Scrum perspective. There's nothing that says that, hey, we just because we've identified these things in sprint planning means that we're going to work on them. We, I, I would say we still need that, that pull transaction um, to get things going because the last thing you want to do is start all those PBIs at the beginning of the sprint. Mm -hmm. And that, honestly, this is where sprint actually kind of comes to our rescue because from, from that perspective, once, once the PBIs have been planned in the sprint, then it's really just up to the, the developers to decide which things they're going to they're going to pull in, don't have don't necessarily have to have a conversation with a product owner, although I think they should. Um, don't necessarily have to you know have any other policies in place to do that. The developers actually you know um, you know get to decide. So 
that's that's kind of really nice and, and easy from them uh, but you can get you can get yourself into a lot of trouble that way too what if you're not doing scrum yeah if you're not doing scrum then yeah but are, are, are you just screwed at this point it's like well, do i really need to look through all 500 things to find out what to find what to what to work on um there is there's a there's a if you're if you're familiar with things like flight levels or if you're familiar with scaling kanban for that matter um that ends up giving you some hints if you are working at this uh, work item level which is the lowest level and you just have space available um it that second level above that that feature level kind of tells you oh we still have this these features active what is the next item in this feature that i pull through well, we 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 said that these are the features we're going to get done is an item from that level available ready to get pulled in let's pull that in so that narrows it down um the other thing that usually happens is by the time you get something done there is some emergency happening somewhere or some new priority that has popped up it gives you the opportunity to look at that and go is that new priority higher a uh, uh, higher priority than the things that we had already committed to if if no ignore it if yes okay maybe that's the thing we pull in so hopefully you're operating a system where your lower le level items are related to some higher level items which can guide you towards, let's not worry about all the 500 things. These three or four things are directly related to the things that we're currently working on. Let's pull one of these in. You know, it occurred to me as, as you were talking is, but before we started this show, we were actually a little nervous. Where are we gonna have enough to fill, a, <laughs> to fill an entire episode? Um, and we, we've actually, we've, if, if you're still listening, and I hope you are, We've thrown a lot at you, and a yeah. lot, I think, of what we're talking about is, is is fairly nuanced. So we would love to hear from you. I mean, are there are there questions about anything that, that we've talked about, or any any comments, or you know, or anything that you would like a little bit more more detail on? Because we have kind of been all, all over the place. I think with 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 good reason. Um, but you know, if if you still have some, you know, if you still want some clarity around some of these flow aspects. Please let us know, and because I I think this is this material here is probably worth at least one, maybe even two, mm -hmm. uh, two more episodes. Uh, so with that, Pratik, I don't know. Can you wrap up what we've talked about here, um, and then let's let's wait to hear back if if anybody else has any other questions. Yeah, let let uh, I'll I'll go back to the original question. Um, the short answer is no. You don't need a whip limited column in the front of uh, a whip limited queuing column in the front of your your Kanban board. Um, you can easily pull work into the first active column on your board. Now, you there are certain advantages to having a web limited queuing column in front of your board. And if those are things that are um, necessary for you in your current situation, definitely use it. But there's absolutely no compulsion for you to use that column. Yep, And you should be suspicious of anyone who says... That you have to have that, uh, have to have that there. So, Andy, thank you so much for the question. Uh, as I just said, the invitation is open to everyone else. Please follow up with this. Um, I hope you have enjoyed this episode uh, as well as I hope you have enjoyed, you know, all the rest of them. For Nisha back there, who is just She's off the brilliant. charts excited yeah. uh, about what we're doing. So for Nisha, for Pratik, 
My name is Daniel Vacanti. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode, and we will see you in the next video. Bye, everybody. Yeah.